0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Sam's Report. Today is November 23rd. This is actually a Wednesday. Um, As I alluded to last week, because of the holiday, and, uh, well, being the holiday, uh, there was going to be no show on Friday, so I'm doing it Wednesday. And I got a lot of questions just over the past, I don't know, year or year and a half or so, since I've been doing this about all the technology and stuff that makes this possible for people who want to start up their own podcast. Um... We'll get through all that. There's a lot of stuff involved, but uh, I've learned quite a few things over the years and happy to kind of share what I use to make this stuff happen and also what we use for First Ring Daily, which is the podcast that takes place on that like, studio set behind me. But first, there is a little bit of news this week. Even though Microsoft is kind of a little bit quieter, they said there's no uh, no insider builds this week and granted... Uh, most people have likely today off, tomorrow, and Friday uh, if they're using a little vacation time, but definitely have tomorrow and probably Friday off. Not a very busy week in the news world, not surprisingly, unless you're trying to hide something. So, a uh, couple things to, to kick stuff off. Um, Mary Jo Foley got the scoop on this. I had a little bit of information about it, but uh, she's she had a little bit more and was able to put the whole story together. Uh, and what this is, and this has been talking about the death, but... It's x86 emulation on ARM. This is phenomenal. I am, I'm very excited about this stuff. Uh, it, there There's two really key reasons. One, if Microsoft can do this, and now you got to understand the timeline for this stuff. They're expected to come out in 2017, uh, roughly about a year from now, with a new Snapdragon, I think it's the 830 chip, will support emulation at the chip level. But that's not really the timeline I'm talking about here. The timeline for this stuff, the first iteration of this emulation, provided they get it to a workable level, is not going to be phenomenal. It's not going to be game-changing overnight. But if they can get basic x86 emulation running on ARM chips, over, the t- over years, they're going to be able to maximize that capability to probably potentially run full native x86 applications on ARM without much issue. Granted, keep in mind, the first iteration is going to, be, it's going to work if they get it to work. Obviously, that's a dumb sentence. Uh, it will work. But it won't be—you won't be running AutoCAD in that type of thing on this setup. But if you could run, let's just say Notepad.exe in this environment, that would be a long—it'd be one step in a very long journey to actually effectively removing x86 from the world. Um, and, and I don't say that lightly, and I honestly believe this is that x86 chips and the whole process around it, the software that's coded for it, and everything. It, specifically talking about Windows and even Mac to that uh OS X, I should say Mac OS or whatever the heck they're calling it these days, is a, a legacy way of doing things. And the modern way is what we do, you know, on on smartphones. It's it's very um I don't want to say modulized, but it's it's a modern OS with better security. Um it's easier to manage. It's less complex underneath because there's not hundreds of millions of iterations of it. Um, it's patched much more efficiently because of the learnings they took from x86 and they said, hey, we're doing with this ARM now, let's do it the right way. And so now we're kind of going full circle that now that they know how to do a mobile OS very efficiently and very smoothly, they want to bring that back to the desktop. We've already seen Microsoft do this a little bit by saying, hey, everybody's getting the same patches all the time, no matter what, just deal with it. And what they'd love to do is actually get everybody onto an ARM type scenario where it's the same underlying component at the end of the day, and they can just push out patches worry-free, and applications just work in a nice sandbox world, and everything is just pleasant and flowers and roses. But the problem is is that most of the world, at least the enterprise world, uh, still operates on .exe files or x86 applications. And so why this is so big is that if they can successfully move that world to an ARM environment, The security implications are amazing, because then if it's emulated, if you get some crappy malware in there, you can just blow out the whole emulation layer, reset, and be done, and be back up and running in seconds. And not having to worry about your data being corrupted, uh, not having to worry about ransomware and all that stuff. And so, this is really big, and for Intel, this has to be extremely scary, because obviously, they rule... Uh, the world when it comes to desktop computing but imagine i can very much see if they get this emulation to just just work and it's just in the background you don't even think about it you don't even notice a performance hit that's the key thing a performance hit if you don't notice it you can very much imagine a day when you go buy a desktop that's just running arm it's not even running intel especially for somebody like your parents uh, or somebody who needs lightweight computing and everyone's I know this is going to come back and say brad but they already had all this it was windows rt well windows rt which we've railed into the ground a million times poor marketing poor communication and it wasn't quite ready what i would honestly love to know if i had like a time machine and we could go back and just change history is if when they debuted windows 8 instead of going windows rt if they would have just debuted when the universal windows platform now i know there were some things that had to happen before uw just but just imagine for a minute that windows 8 comes out and says hey here's uwp now granted they did have app stores blah 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 but just if they had uwp native then like we have it today how would windows rt fare if it was launched this year as opposed to when they launched windows 8. i think it would be a completely different ball game so i'm really pumped to see how microsoft does with this i'm sure we're going to learn a lot more um, build might be the timeline for that it would seem to make sense right this is kind of a buildy thing um, if they're going to launch in 2017 uh, in the fall roughly yeah, that, that sounds roughly right. Uh, I don't think they would do it at Worldwide Partner Conference. I guess they could hold their own event for this. But, yeah. So, it'll be interesting. I, it's going to be funny. We're going to, Sanofsky from his Windows grave will be saying, Hey, I was right with Windows RT. We, yes, nobody disputed that that was a good idea. It was just extremely poorly executed. Uh, so, Anyways, look out for that stuff. I wrote some stuff up on Petri, P E T R I.com. Paul wrote up some stuff on Therat.com. Mary joe wrote some stuff up on ZDNet. It's all over the place. It's really, really interesting. And we're just starting to see the beginning of all this. Um, so, moving on. So, some sad news to report today. Very, very sad news, at least at the high level. So, obviously, the Cortana Cube, which is what I call the Amazon Echo competitor, did not uh, materialize. We don't know if it's actually coming at all now. Uh, Walking Cat, doing what he does best, uh, uncovered some stuff that said um, Home Hub is actually a Windows 10 feature and it has nothing to do with hardware. Now, I'll put a little star and a caveat next to that. had nothing to do with hardware. But what it found, and it was actually very clear, it says Windows 10 is a family feature, and what it allows you to do is for anybody to walk up to a PC, not log in, and be able to access your calendar, music, lists, and a couple other things. But really what it is is just what they call above the lock screen uh, functionality. It actually honestly sounds a lot like Kids Corner that was in Windows Phone that allowed kids to access the Kids Corner of the phone without being able to screw up email and all that other kind of stuff. So that's kind of what this sounds like. now. I say that with caveat because there was a linkedin posting from somebody who claims to have worked on this at microsoft in china and says that this project did have some hardware components to it uh but it was put on hold and then moved into the windows and devices group which is terry's org and so there's still some a glimmer of hope that when they moved it over, they're actually just moving it over into the Windows devices group, keyword being devices, and that this thing still exists, and that what we see is Home Hub uh, in the documentation is really just that part of it, and that there's more to the story. I don't know. If anybody else knows anything about Home Hub, uh, let me know, because you guys know how much I love these things. And yeah, speaking of which, if you want a Google Home, by the way, no an endorsement, I've never, I have not used one yet. Uh, Verizon selling it for 100 bucks instead of the usual $130 on Black Friday. So that's kind of the news. Not a big surprise. Uh, oh, oh, I forgot to do this at the beginning of the show. Uh, somebody reached out to me from Africa, uh, Kenya specifically, and said, hey, can you give Africa a shout out? We got a, quite a few listeners, which honestly just blows my mind. That people in Africa are listening to me in uh, this capacity, but I totally appreciate it, guys. Uh, keep on rocking, doing your good stuff, and, and thanks for listening from Africa. That's crazy. Crazy. So, this happened last week. Somebody asked me, and I've been putting this off for a while, mostly because i it's a good filler thing. Because there's not much going on, people ask very frequently what I use uh, to do this podcast. To do the first ring daily podcast, to just work in general, and so this episode is dedicated. And I wish I could remember who it was. Uh, is dedicated to you because you actually asked. So this podcast uh, started in July of 2015. So we're a year and a half, a little over a year old, but I'm not quite. Well, I guess we're about a month shy of being 18 months old. Ee, can't believe we've been doing this for 18 months. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. But so. Here's how this operates. It all starts with software. Uh, What I use first is this application is called XSplit. XSplit is, um, there is a free variant of it. This is the paid version of it. It's not too expensive. Generally, if you buy a high-end video card, it actually comes with a free year license or some sort of timeline. Just check the box and see what it says. But XSplit is a streaming application. It allows you to do all fancy things. Um, it allows you to give different scenes allows me to swap cameras uh and just kind of control the whole scenario i just click different buttons and it launches different things as you can see so xsplit is the application that makes all this possible and i used youtube obviously so this is going out to youtube and it all ties in through xsplit uh, it, it takes a little bit of time to figure out, ooh, what did I just click, there we go. It takes a little bit of time to figure out, but it's honestly not too bad, and if you're trying to get set up, uh, first Google it, how to do certain things, because all the basic stuff is extremely well documented, and then I can try to help out where I can, although I'm not great at it, I do kind of understand how all this stuff works now. And so, what is actually powering all this? So up here, this camera, actually both cameras on this setup, are Logitech C920s, and those are actually crazy cheap cameras they're about 70 bucks uh you can actually get them cheaper but what i've learned is camera obviously makes some difference right these do 1080p i'm actually recording at 720 but what makes all the difference is actually the lighting lighting is everything because i have the lights it doesn't look very bright behind me but it is super bright in here and i'll show you what the cameras are or the lights are that are facing my face well facing my face here in a second but lighting makes all the difference because the better the lighting the less work the camera has to do which means the lower quality camera you can buy and these aren't bad cameras Logitech C920 has kind of been an industry staple for a very long time cheap inexpensive does what you need does it with enough clarity and nobody's ever really complained about uh, image quality issues so that being said the lights are where they get you if (laughs) you can do this cheaper uh trust me you can do this a lot cheaper than than we did it but we are using, the lights that we are using are ICAN, IKAN, I-K-A-N, I-B I-B-508V2s. Uh, those those are the lights. That's I-K-A-N, I-B-508V2s, bi-color LED studio lights. And so you can actually see one back here, and I'll show you more of them. But this is what it is. Uh, it's an LED panel, and it is bright as the sun. It is stupidly bright. Actually one of the reasons I can explain why I have that pointing pointing at the wall there in a second. But those are the lights. In this studio there are six of them. (laughs) Six of them. Most of them uh are pointing well about four of them are pointing over at that studio and the other two which are pointing right at my face actually kind of light the room and make that studio set look a little bit better. But this is what I'm looking into when I'm looking at the camera, which is why I can't stare at it for very long. So if you're watching the live stream, uh, you can go watch the video itself, and you'll see, uh, I don't know what the timeline mark is here, but you can actually see, you can see my Logitech camera, and you can see two of these panels blasting at my face. And it's imperative that good lighting makes the difference between a a, a podcast and a, a clear podcast. And so you can see, obviously, you have two monitors there, and uh, yeah, so that is how do i flip back here um those are that is what i'm staring at and the reason why there's two is that when i have just one because i couldn't perfectly center it you get uneven lighting on your face and it just looks odd Uh, if you also notice this is another very hard thing there's minimal shadow behind me if i have a shadow behind me when i'm moving my chair and anything like that, it gets really, really annoying. Actually, somebody pointed it out, so I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to do that. And kind of the trick is to have proper backlighting. There's actually a light here, and you can't see it, but there's another light on that's up there on very dimly to just uh, just to hide that shadow. So those are the, the lights. Now, how do I control all this stuff? Because I'm very lazy. I have these iHome Control Smart Plugs. And what they allow you to do, and hopefully this will work is uh, Alexa, turn off the podcast lights. Okay. As I have everything tied in through uh, my Echo. And as you can see, by turning off those lights, it looks absolutely terrible. Alexa, turn on the podcast lights. Okay. And so there's a quick lesson in uh, (laughs) good lighting versus bad lighting. And so the entire office down here is actually hooked up through the Echo. Uh, Every single light, it all runs off of that and it's great so uh yeah i mean that 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 is <laughs> that is how i control the entire office um i actually even control my thermostat and you know all that am i using smart things honestly i don't even know uh it's it's the i plug i could probably look that up and see what does it's all controlled through the amazon app and so hold on let me actually pull here what is it you go to smart home well, uh, it's just using I don't know. It's just using the smart home plug, and then some of the light bulbs in here are Philips Hue, which I talked about last week. And so once I get everything recorded, because uh, XSplit does the recording locally, which is very nice. And so obviously my backup solution here is it, it puts it up on YouTube, but then it's also recorded locally, and that's what I edit, and then eventually upload to YouTube again. Is ed- editing software that I use is called Adobe Adobe Premiere Essentials. So. It's not, there's two, you got to kind of figure it, or let me clarify here. There's Adobe Premiere, which is like the crazy expensive video editing software that comes with Adobe uh, Creative Suite. You have to pay cloud service and blah, 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 blah. Uh, Adobe Premiere Essentials, for about a hundred bucks, you get Adobe Elements Premiere, and uh, Adobe, I think it's Adobe Photoshop Elements. And what they are, are slightly lighter weight applications. They're perfect for what I do. They're pretty much, they're good for somebody what I call like the prosumer, right? You don't need the Premiere, but you need some good quality editing stuff. Uh, the Photoshop Elements works great. Premiere Elements works great. And you can get it all for about a hundred bucks. Uh, look for it to go on sale. And that's for both applications. So you spend hundred bucks once you get it, you're done. And that's how I edit uh, a lot of the stuff. And so it's Adobe Premiere Elements. Uh, The computer that is running this, which I I wrote up a post on Threat.com a while ago, it's an Intel Skylake 6700K, 980 Ti graphics card, 16 gigs of RAM, solid-state drives, um, and all that. Nothing, I mean, it's a nice machine. It is a very nice machine. It it runs great. Uh, The monitors that I use are two Dell 4K P2715Qs. And so two of those, actually, there's a third... Um, 1080p monitor that's you can't see it's right behind this light. That I, when I do the other podcast, I put Paul's ugly face on, and so the, the other camera is up here, which I'll talk about in a second. And so that way I can look at Paul and it looks like I'm looking at the camera. And so then there's also uh, I can't remember, I can never remember that Samsung back there is an 8000 9, 8 or 9000 series, it's the highest end one. Uh, we didn't buy it the highest end one just out of the highest end one. Actually, the convenient thing about that, if you look down on the ground down there, that is a black breakout box for the ports that are on that TV because I had to build that wall, and that's all paneling, uh, stone paneling. The wires have to run down behind that stuff, and it was a pain in the butt. So by doing this, I only had to run two wires up, a power cable and that breakout box cable, and then so all the wires like HDMIs and antenna, um, everything else, and Xbox can plug into that guy, rather than having to try to run it up behind the panel. So that is what's on the wall. Obviously we're hosted on YouTube. Uh, mouse and keyboard, which somebody asked, oops, wrong one, asked about. So the keyboard is, I talked about this last week, is uh, Razer Black Widow Chroma. Um, I absolutely love this thing. You can change all the lights. I Once you get them set, they're great. Uh, I don't change them very much and you can do fancy fun stuff. But really I just have the keys broken out. So we have, these are all macro keys over here number keys every, anything that's like slightly different so then it gets its own color uh you can't tell what this is purple and then this is blue so it is a little bit different mouse logitech mx max mx master great mouse um, only thing i really don't like about this mouse is that it's uh what is it? it it's rechargeable only whoops rechargeable only so you have to plug it in there's no way at least i haven't figured it out at least not easily to swap that battery out so it that's can be a little bit of a downer um oh that's what i moved there we go uh for those who are listening the lower third that popped up i accidentally moved it I, i knew i moved something previously and so yeah and also the audio for those wondering is hosted on soundcloud i think most people know that soundcloud runs the rss as well um speakers well i probably should have kept it on the other view uh, speakers that I use, these are the Bose Companion 5, they are absolutely lovely, I, I really like these speakers, it actually comes with a little puck, it kind of looks like, uh, a surface dial almost, that you just tap mute, tap to mute it, tap to turn it on, and then it, it spins to turn things up and down, uh, it, it's great, and to answer Todd's question, yes, the lower third, so, the lower third is being powered by XSplit, but here, I'll, I'll show it again, um, I actually created this in Adobe Elements. No, 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 Adobe After Effects. Sorry. So here, here's a fun thing. I'll get to the mic here in a second, Michael. Uh, If you go up and sign up for a trial of Adobe, whatever Creative Suite, you can go download Elements or not Elements. I keep calling it. That's what I use. After Effects for free, and you get 30 days. What I did was I went to um, what is it? It's it's Video I think it's VideoHive.org. Um, it's one of the big ones and you can actually download customizable themes and lower thirds and all that stuff. They have everything you can imagine. That's actually where I got the intro video and uh, it's actually where I got that lower third. And what you do is you download After Effects, then you go buy the file. The files are 10, 15 bucks. They're not expensive. Find one you like and then you kind of have to figure it out. They generally do come with instructions, but it's not super straightforward, but you just play around with After Effects until you get it the way you like it. And then what you do is you bring it into XSplit. And what you can't tell, and if I get it to play here again, if you notice the coloring, so what is happening, the transparency is done what's what's called a chroma key. If you notice my little S logo is in white. I actually had the colored S logo, but what you do is you assign a color for... Uh, XSplit to make it transparent and in this case I chose green so what you do is you create that animation with a green background you bring it into XSplit tell XSplit to ignore the color green on that video playback and then it makes it transparent and so that that took a long time to figure out and the Stinger video that I used is the same thing I got it from After Effects or After Effects I edited in After Effects bought it from Video Hive, and uh, just kind of made it my own that's But yes, it is XSplit, though. It all comes through XSplit. You just click, there's different scenes, like I have 12 different scenes set up. Uh, When I click on scene 8, it launches the stinger video, or the intro video. So, uh, the microphone, as somebody asked, this is a Blue Yeti Pro, and there's actually, I actually have another Blue Yeti around here, it's the non-pro Pro. Uh, not a big difference between them two. This one does require its own driver. It does give you a little bit more flexibility, which is why I got it. And this mount actually comes from the same company called blue. And so you can see, I just have it rigged up here. And, uh, I don't know you, you buy this little setup thing, you buy the mic. And then the, the arm, which has probably been the best thing I've purchased for the whole th- studio, because I used to just prop it up is by a company called Rode, R O D E and that brings it all together and as you can see here on the back there's a couple different settings if you do buy one of these guys make sure you get the settings right uh, for your application because it can record from the front the back the sides and the top and so you got to have it recording where your face is otherwise it sounds kind of echoey and just not as clear oh man and so that what else am i missing Uh, and everything else just kind of funnels it all funnels into xSplit that's the one weakness in this thing if xSplit ever goes down this whole operation just kind of falls apart so that is what I am currently using for this podcast and so when we kick it over to the other setup which I don't think I have no I don't I don't have it set up currently to flick it over to that Uh, although I probably could pretty quickly but anyways Uh, actually you know what screw it I'll just show you guys how this works so what I do is I turn this camera on and then so you can go to and this is probably going to show a black screen for a second here. Let's see. Let's see how cool and crafty I am. Um, oh, you're going to see da, 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 source. I wonder if you can do this. See so add a source, webcams, black magic capture. There you go. That should hopefully be coming through. You can see some of the stuff. And so that is the other studio. Uh, the TV is off. Actually, you know what? If I turn the TV on, you'll be able to see exactly what I'm doing. If not the Xbox, we go to PC. And so this is a little bit of inception here. Uh, This is That screen that is up there that you guys can now see, that is what I am looking at right now. So XSplit right there in the middle. Uh, I have the YouTube stuff up on the right side where I can see the comments that everybody's trying to talk to. I do try to pay attention to those, but it's it's a little hard to be talking, um, using one side of the brain and reading with another side of the brain at the same time. So if you ever see me kind of like derp out a little bit, that's usually what I'm doing. And then on the left side of the screen, and so the two apps are just snapped is OneNote, with everything that I'm gonna talk about. And so that is the basic setup. as you can see the other studio, um, now you can understand why the wires are hidden. You can see some of the other lights, those bright spots on the screen, the one on the right side, where's my hand? The one that's right there, uh, my head covers, so that's not an issue. And then I turn off that light, which is a Philips Hue light for when, uh, for when we do the podcast, so there's not that bright spot. But that, that's the other setup. And this is all, again, through XSplit. And you can see how quickly it was to just add a new video source and bring it all back. I'm trying to think if there's anything else on that set uh, that's different or whatever. You can just see some... I, was, I have carpet squares on the ground um, down here. And you can, I was cutting one earlier today. And so that's... I don't know. That's kind of really that stuff. The camera that we use for... Duh, 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 bring it back home here. i always forget which one. Uh, the camera... And so that lower third auto triggers when I switch the cameras. Uh, The camera that we're using for that setup is different. It's not a Logitech. It's actually a Canon uh, VIXIA V-I-X-I-A HFG40. Um, Yeah, that's the camera. It's a Canon HFG40. It's a nicer camera. One of the reasons why we had to go that route and not use uh, Logitech. A couple reasons. One is... We needed zoom capability so that's actually zoomed in a little bit and that camera has a fantastic zoom Two, we do get a better image quality we have more control over lighting and since i'm sitting further back from the lights and because there's both paul and i uh yeah and so this camera can't natively feed into a pc we use a black magic design intensity pro 4k capture and playback input card oh that's a mouthful it actually goes into the computer And it can do 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second, whatever we need it to do. Uh, Again, the same I can lights is, there's actually two which, oops, free was seen. So there's actually two of them as you can see in in the right and left of the monitor to give those kind of bright spots. And then there are four uh, that eventually face my face uh, to kind of give that. And again, the shadows are relatively minimal. I sit behind that laptop and that kind of cr- hides that shadow spot and so again no shadows or minimal shadows uh, is the goal because they are super distracting. Uh, the microphone we use which are pretty crazy so these are the this is the mic that we use it's actually two components so it's a wireless lavalier mic if, if you ever watch the show with Paul and I. Um, You'll notice that there's no big mics. These are wireless lavalier mics. And they're the Sennheiser EW112PG3 Omnidirectional Microphones. So uh, there's actually another component that looks just like this. That plugs into uh, the microphone line in um, on the the desktop PC. And it's wireless. And it works. Um, These things eat batteries like absolutely crazy. Like you would not believe. And yeah. So that's the microphone setup that we actually use for that. And there are wires and everything going everywhere. Uh, it's a little bit messy behind the scenes. Like if I turn the camera around and walk through, well, you kind of saw that the lights above my head, but there are wires for days in this place because of so many lights, so many different things going on. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's mostly what I use. Do, do, do. Uh, somebody asked why I use OneNote online. So, First off, I'm a pretty basic OneNote user. I just like to have it open and I just jot things down. The reason why I use OneNote on the web is that I can keep it open in a tab and it's not on the taskbar. I don't know why, I have no problem having a million tabs open, but I don't like having unnecessary items open on the taskbar all day long. So I just keep, uh, so I have two monitors, the monitor I'm looking at and the monitor on my left, on my, the left monitor what I keep open all day long is TweetDeck, Google Analytics, and OneNote um, in a large space and then on the other side of that docked window I keep Skype and so I have lost my mouse this is actually generally a problem there it is uh, in my life is that I lose the mouse between the different monitors that are hooked up so oh that's kind of, that's that's really, like, the basics of how all this stuff is done. It, it took me a very long time to figure out a lot of different things. Um, I've just slowly added things. Like, if you go back and watch the very first episode of this show, first off, uh, I was in a completely different location. I was in that corner. I didn't have any of, like, the, the paneling stuff on. Didn't have lower thirds. Didn't have a good mic. Didn't have good lighting. And it's really just been, kind of been a journey to figure all this stuff out and uh, just to make it work. And so I'm happy to help people where they can, where I can, although again, just kind of remember that I figured this all out and kind of hacked hacked it together isn't the right term to use, but piecemealed it all together. And so the fire of a podcast is super easy. The hard thing to do is actually just cons- is to stay with it, right? Most people get really turned off um, when they do something and they don't get a lot of response. And so people say, how do you get into blogging, podcasting, whatever? And I said, just don't quit. Just be too ignorant to stop. Uh, because if you don't stop people, eventually you realize it says, hey, this person is consistently doing it and uh, that's kind of what's made made it work. Um, and that goes that goes for just about anything in life. So trying to think if there's really anything else that's crazy to use. I mean, I have a lot of different laptops and whatnot for various things on insider builds, not insider builds, production machines, backup machines. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have any other questions, happy to, to take them real quick. Otherwise we can, we can shut this thing down because it is a holiday weekend and ooh, I am looking forward to a couple of days off. Um, next week will be a little bit more interesting. Uh, actually I can tell you next week I'm almost positive will not be a live show. I'm headed to London. Um, I land Monday morning and I fly home Friday morning. Which means I won't be around to do this podcast live. I will likely try to do it in the evening still and record it, uh, just pre record it and do all that stuff. And um, as always, because I don't want to s- not do it, but I'm going to Hewlett Packard's Enterprise Conference. I'm uh, actually really excited about this stuff, I like this kind of stuff. And mostly because it gets me out of that Microsoft bubble. I know I talk about that a lot, but it's real easy that if you only go to Microsoft stuff and you only read what Microsoft puts out and you only read what Microsoft and Amazon talk about the cloud, you get kind of just locked in this world of what they tell you. And this is one of the events I go to this one. I go to a couple others throughout the year that just kind of break apart, uh, that stuff and make kind of bring you back into the reality of the world because while cloud is great and cloud is awesome the vast majority of enterprise companies are still not in the cloud uh, at least fully in the cloud and there's still a lot of on-prem stuff and uh, it's fun so i will be in london things will be a little bit hectic next week but you know life goes on should be a good time Uh, eric asked that paul and i should play call of duty um So, actually, Paul and I, we do not have each other on Xbox Live, and it's, I'm sure one day we will, but I generally don't put him on Xbox Live, mostly because I don't want him, and I don't want to see how much he plays Xbox, and I don't want him to see how much I play Xbox when we're supposed to be working. So, that is that. I'm trying to think if there is anything else. I don't think so. Hmm, I don't think so. So I think that's it, guys. Um, that's, oh, I forgot the last thing. Somebody asked the router, which I can't believe I even put that in my notes. Uh, the router that I use is the Netgear Nighthawk X6AC3200. I talked about that in a previous episode. It's a good router. Um, the wireless isn't so great, to be honest. I My connection is 300 down and 75 up. If I do it down here uh, and I, I do the speed test, I only get like 20 down and like, 30 or 40 up, which is really odd that the upload is so much faster, faster. So I'm actually tempted to, I like the router base. I like the capabilities that are actually in the the hardware. Um, I'm tempted to get another wireless mesh solution that would plug into that router so that I can get faster speeds throughout my house. So that is really about it, guys. Um, I think we're going to end it here. I'm actually headed to my daughter's school for a Thanksgiving lunch. I'm going to go have lunch with the little one. And I think that's it. Have a great Thanksgiving if that's your thing this week, guys. If not, we will catch you back next week. And have a great week, weekend, or whatever. Thanks for watching. Catch you next time.